I'm your host, David Nage. This is Baselayer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Baselayer podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of ARCA, where David Nage is a principal. ARCA is not responsible and does not verify for accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast series available for listening. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. The podcast series does not constitute financial advice or other professional advice or services. Please do your own research. Today's show is sponsored by Coinbase Prime, a leading prime brokerage for digital assets. While Coinbase is widely known for its retail business, Coinbase also provides the bridge to the digital asset world for institutional investors, high net worth individuals, financial institutions, and corporate investors. Through their professional trading platform, deep and diversified liquidity, execution expertise, and Coinbase custody, one of the largest and most trusted digital asset custodians, Coinbase Prime is a solution for institutions looking to enter the digital asset markets. For more information, visit prime.coinbase.com. This is David, and this is your new episode of Base Layer. And I get to bring back one of my own personal favorite companies in the entire digital asset landscape. I have Joe, the CEO at Bison Trails with me today. Again, Joe, how are you? Hey, David. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for having me again. Uh, <laughs> I am doing well. I'm doing quite well. Thank you. And uh, all things considered and, and really excited to be here again. Really, really excited to chat again. Joe and I were having a little bit of a chat before. We're both now new mountain men, if you will. We have gotten out of the major metros and we are now in the woods, if you will, of uh, different parts of Americana. And so looking forward to that and con- can kind of congratulations with that. And obviously we're going to talk about everything that's going on in Bison Trails. For those that have not listened before, uh, Joe and I did a great chat probably about, I want to say about seven or eight months ago. And so for those that want to get kind of a primer on what Bison Trails is, I fully encourage you to check it out there. And so for those, uh, again, that don't know what Bison Trails is and just want to get a quick one, Bison Trails is a fully managed platform that powers critical infrastructure for the world's leading digital asset exchanges, custodians, funds, and applications with industry-leading availability, security, and a 99% platform uptime guarantee. What I have always equated Bison Trails to is that moment in the in the internet where it went from you know 2004, 2005 to 2006, where all of a sudden an introduction of a company called Wix enabled people who were not technologically savvy to be able to create new websites, e-commerce sites, and everything else. And so that is kind of how I have always thought about Bison Trails. Joe, if you could, for those that are listening, they're just trying to scratch the surface on what you know Bitcoin is and Ethereum. What is Bison Trails' role in this overall asset class? Yeah. Um, so, do, so I think first of all, I, you know, that's a very flattering way of describing uh, the, the the sort of tipping point in, in the space and and where we are in the crypto space, uh, and and the implication uh, for Bison Trails in that uh, in that anecdote is. Uh, obviously, hyper important. So I, I appreciate that. Um, the uh, the to to, sim- to put it really simply, Bison Trails is an infrastructure company. So uh, we looked at when we started the company, we looked at uh, the blockchain space in general, and we 
uh, you know, my co-founder and I um, spent a lot of time exploring different applications and realized that uh, it was very difficult to uh, participate in the blockchain space. And that form of participation can be, you know, a very technical type of participation. So building a product or a service, you know, imagine like a, a digital asset exchange or a wallet or uh, payment rails. Um, but it can also actually mean, you know, uh, participating and helping secure the network as an investor. And crypto networks are very unique in that, um, you know, being a, a holder of a digital asset enables you to do a whole lot of other things like vote and govern that protocol and um, earn rewards for participating. And that all of those activities are really, really difficult to do unless you're incredibly technically savvy, as, as, as you mentioned, David. So um, we, uh, what, we what we decided to do was build a platform that automated that process. So instead of having to go and 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 you know roll up your sleeves and hire a few engineers, or if you're an engineer, you know do this yourself, which can be incredibly time consuming, incredibly arduous, and um, quite frankly convoluted um, and difficult because there's so many different blockchains. Uh, we we decided uh, we built a platform where with just a few clicks and and using a you know visual uh, you know user interface, um, whether you're a technical team and you want to build on top of Ethereum or uh, you're a non-technical team, you're a fund, you're just a, you know, a regular token holder and you want to participate right. in a blockchain like Tezos or Cosmos, um, you can just click a few buttons and do it from, from Bison Trails. So um, that's that's really sort of our, been our role and, and what we've been doing in the space. And so walk us through kind of over the last year, we're going to talk specifically about Ethereum 2.0 or ETH2, whatever someone wants to call it. We're going to talk about something else called QT, which is something that you guys enabled this year. But let's take a little bit of a re, uh, kind of a rewind. You know, where do you think we started at the beginning of the year? Where do you think we're ending? Because obviously this is December and we're getting kind of towards the end of the year. As a industry, if you will, where do you think we have gotten to at this point in time? And where do you think 2021 is going to take us? Are we going to finally see that breakout new kind of platform and application? Yeah, I think um, it's a great, really great question. Uh, the last time we spoke was in at the beginning of February. Uh, we were still, we being the crypto ecosystem, we're still in the, what I would consider deep trenches <laughs> or you know, starting to lift our heads outside of the deep trenches of a, right. of a you know, bear market uh, in yep. the crypto space. Um, you know, pl plenty of folks that have been in the space have been calling, we're calling that time crypto spring, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, in a sense that like, you know, we were sort of breaking out. Yep. Um, the world as a whole was a very different place. This is, you know, quite frankly, pre-pandemic in the United States, although, mm -hmm. you know, we had already seen signs of what was happening in the pandemic in, in uh, Asia and Europe. Right. Um, so the whole world was re <laughs> was really different. Um, but this year was an incredibly exciting and interesting year for crypto as a whole, um, in particular for the proof of stake space. And you, you mentioned ETH2, and um, I'd love to talk a little bit more about ETH2 in, in particular, but uh, ETH2 is the uh, shift from is the uh, shift from uh, proof of work to proof of stake for the mm -hmm. Ethereum uh, blockchain. And Ethereum is, you know, the second largest uh, blockchain in the world by market cap, um, one of the most uh, prolific uh, blockchains for developers has some of the most activity on it. Um, so we've seen a lot of really, really great growth in the proof of stake space, not just with ETH2, but we over the course of this year, um, a tremendous amount of protocols that had gotten funding in 2016, 2017, um, some of that through the ICO boom, some of that you know independently, um, 
they spent the last two to three years building out the products and the, the, the blockchains that they were working on. And this year was the year that they launched them. Um, so a uh, huge advent of proof of stake protocols. Um, Bison Trails is a company that supports these proof of stake protocols. Um, had a, you know, we've had a very, very busy, busy year um, helping protocols like you know, uh, Polkadot and Ethereum and a new Cypher and Keep and Solana and um, Near. All of these protocols get off the ground, get their uh, move from their test net phases to their main net phases, right. um, and and uh, and start to get people using the pro- the, the blockchains. Right. Um, so it's been it's been quite quite the year. Um, along the along <laughs> alongside that, uh, we've seen what I would con- consider, um, given the the you know the where the market the crypto markets are at today, um, I'd say a more comfortable emergence from uh, this bear market. And you know whether it's a you know, huge bull run or not, uh, you know, it's to be seen. But we're definitely you know with you know Bitcoin hovering around the. 18,000 ish mark today when we're recording mm-hmm. um, or, tw- or 19,000 ish mark today when we're recording yeah. uh, much better position than we were, uh, you know, last year at this time. Yep. And so over the course of the year, it's funny, I actually just had to not had to, but I got the opportunity to again, write a year in review for CoinDesk. And I think this is my third entry uh, now which makes me feel very old in this space, you know, kind of irrespective to others that are just coming into it. But, you know, I was taking a look and one of the main kind of drivers, if you will, aside from Bitcoin and obviously the inflation hedge kind of narrative out there was DeFi. DeFi obviously became a a star, if you will, in the overall digital asset ecosystem. I'd be curious, what is bison trails kind of relationship to that we're going to talk specifically about eth2 after that but with regards to DeFi and this idea of reimagining buying holding lending borrowing and collateralization of digital assets and making unproductive digital assets productive with this yield component what is the relationship with bison trails and DeFi? yeah um so a couple one one of the most interesting things that happened with uh, so uh, over the course of the summer, end of the summer, beginning of the fall, there was this big boom in uh, the DeFi space. DeFi being decentralized finance. Um, before I get into the sort of relationship between Bison Trails and DeFi, um, I would just want to highlight one of the things that was really interesting for me and for Bison Trails as a company uh, as we saw DeFi boom. Uh, it, it was that the um, Ethereum as a blockchain was being used more than ever. Uh, which is incredible, right? For for the the blockchain itself, like that's what we want. We want people building products, services, um, different uh, decentralized applications, and for people to use them. That is fantastic. Um, but what actually happened was uh, Ethereum became almost unusable because of the activity that was happening on Ethereum. Yeah. Um, we uh, often refer to these as um, you know champagne problems, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> Ethereum started started having issues with scalability and usability, and the network performance was pretty poor. poor. Um, so it really highlighted, uh, and, and I'll, I'll preview maybe later in the conversation. It really highlighted, highlighted um, our excitement and the sort of need for the shift towards ETH two, a more scalable solution than ETH one. Right. Um, but uh, getting back to your original question, which is what is our relationship with DeFi and ETH two? Um, so Bison Trails is, is a, as a platform helps. Uh, power the protocols that are uh, enabling this kind of uh, activity. So, if you look at the the protocols that underlie a lot of the you know asset issuance or lending platforms or 
um, even some of the uh, newer protocols that are supporting some newer types of uh, decentralized exchanges or uh, automated market makers. Um, Bison Trails helps provide security for these protocols through the form of staking. So you can you can use Bison Trails to run nodes on these different networks and stake uh, and earn rewards uh, for doing that. Uh, the, the the protocol itself pays uh, rewards out to folks that that um, participate in the protocol in this way. And so um, not only are you uh, earning rewards in that native token, and you can then use those to participate in other things like lending or uh, other forms of decentralized finance. Uh, but you're actually providing underlying services to the blockchain themselves, um, which is really key. So uh, if you think of the blockchain as, you know, the ecosystem as building blocks and decentralized finance is this application that's being built on top of this blockchain. Mm-hmm. Um, the, these applications are hyper-reliant on the security, uh, reliability, uptime, and access of these different blockchains, which of which Bison Trails plays a huge role um, in, in a lot of these blockchains. Um, so it's been very busy, yep. <laughs> obviously. As these protocols see more activity, like through things like decentralized finance, um, it really stress tests some of the the work that we do as a as an infrastructure company, uh, making sure that you know the 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 nodes can stay up, that the the network stays usable, um, and it's really exciting. So, you know, you can almost think of it as, um, you know, in, in the sort of Web two world, mm-hmm. uh, if a website gets an incredible amount of traffic because they're seeing a lot of success, like often we'll see that website go down. Right, um, and you know, only the best companies in the world are able to keep up and stay up and and service all the you know the needs and and, and users that want to be using it. Um, so uh, we're really excited about uh, our position there in the space. So we've been kind of hovering around it. So yes, you're correct. ETH two had a fairly significant launch about a week ago. Uh, this was after a few years of work moving from proof of work, which is effectively the same consensus methodologies that Bitcoin uses. There have been those that have equated it to not being very good for the earth. That is obviously highly debatable, especially because now that Bitcoin miners are using more and more renewable energy, that conversation is beginning to be muted. But again, there is always this historical kind of negative bias towards proof of work. And so Ethereum has now moved or moving over to proof of stake uh, effectively removing some of that lift, if you will. And so you and Bison Trails have been very supportive of this. Uh, talk to us about the the kind of relationship again, if you will, uh, how closely you were working with the developer and the teams there. And talk to us about what do you think the importance of that is going to be for the next few years? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as, a, as a company, uh, we spend a lot of time with the different uh, protocol foundations and founders and, and, uh, you know, and communities, generally speaking, surrounding these protocols. So um, with Ethereum, we've gotten to know a lot of really great uh, folks in the Ethereum ecosystem, um, you know, all, all from all different uh, aspects of the ecosystem, um, you know, developers, community members, uh, token holders, uh, uh, advocates, builders, um, and then other companies uh, building in the space as well. Um, so we've been uh, pretty active uh, in the, in the Ethereum uh, ecosystem. Um, we, uh, you know, a, a, a couple of months ago, we launched our second product ever called QT, which is a query and transaction product. And I could talk about that a little bit later, but a lot of that was focused on specifically supporting some of the growth in Ethereum. Um, so we've been, you know, for a few years now building a product uh, and platform to support, really to support this transition for ETH2. So um, Bison Trails as a platform, one of the earliest use cases that we identified and, f- and figured was going to be uh, incredibly 
uh, uh, big and, and, and valuable was supporting proof of stake. And in particular, Ethereum making the shift was a big piece of that. Um, <clears throat> so uh, yeah, so we've been, we've been um, incredibly supportive uh, working with uh, a whole bunch of different stakeholders in the space, uh, everyone from the open source community all the way through to you know different companies uh, in the space, um, our peers, our competitors. Uh, you know, and this is this is one of the most beautiful things about the blockchain space, at least that I've seen, is um, you know you can be a competitor uh, or a complementary company, or in the open source community, or in you know the private sort of you know centralized company space, and we're all sort of marching in the same direction, trying to solve the same things and trying to get you know this this more scalable Ethereum off the ground, um, and that's been you know a you know a, a, a really really refreshing. Uh, thing to see as, as a builder in the space. So right. um, this past week, Ethereum 2 launched to mainnet, which means uh, it launched its uh, deposit contract. So you can deposit Ethereum uh, into the ETH2 uh, uh, contract and you can start staking, receive and start staking ETH2 on the ETH, uh, on the uh, phase zero uh, mainnet. Um, the phase zero mainnet is entirely about just the very basics mechanics of the network itself. So all you can really do is stake and it's producing blocks and producing rewards. Um, you know, this is the first phase of this mainnet. Uh, it's a really important phase. Uh, basically, it's going to exist in this phase for a little while while we make sure that the, the network itself can sustain itself, is right. resilient, can stay up and can consistently produce blocks at a, you know, at a, a scalable pace. So I'm, I'm going to you know, obviously I know the answer to this, but I think if I was listening to this and I didn't really understand some of the nomenclature we were throwing around, which is very possible, uh, and something that I've encouraged those in the community, we need to kind of, and I'm not saying that we're not doing that here. You know, we always do a good job with that here, but especially with you, but, you know, trying to making it a little bit more simple. So let's just talk, let's just think in abstracts here. So moving from proof of work to proof of stake, especially with Ethereum, does that make it less frictionless or does it make it more frictionless for you and for the build out of larger based more complex interoperable applica applications is it make it easier or is it not really do too much um so uh, what it will do um and this is a sort of what i would say is a the, the current iteration of ethereum and eth2 i should say not ethereum the th regular ethereum network uh, the existing ethereum network um notwithstanding, but um, the current iteration of ETH2 uh, is really just about the mechanics of the, the protocol itself. The promise of ETH2 is to enable uh, some features, and I, we don't have to get too deep into like how those features work, but to enable uh, more scalable, uh, a more scalable network. Um, some of the issues with Ethereum is that the more it gets used, uh, it takes longer for blocks to uh, be produced. It uh, the, the the blockchain itself uh, is is sort of thicker or bloated, a little bit more bloated. Um, it's more expensive if you are trying to get a trend, uh, you know, something a, a transaction posted. Yep. Um, and so, what the promise for ETH two is is to make a lot of those issues go away um, through some really novel scaling technologies. Um, which, if, if you know, you're interested in how they're scaling ETH2, definitely go and read uh, from the Ethereum team. You can actually read, honestly, you can read this on, on the Bison Trails website. We've produced yep. a tremendous amount of content over the you last six months yes. in the lead up. So you can go to bisontrails.co slash ETH2. Um, but also, you know, the Ethereum Foundation has produced a tremendous amount of great content as well. 
Um, but the whole idea is it's supposed to lower the barriers for people to not just build, but to scale their applications as well. And this is kind of getting back to what I was saying before about decentralized finance at the end of the summer, was that we saw people using um, these decentralized finance applications, so things like lending and um, this whole idea of like producing yield, uh, having yield producing um, assets. Uh -huh. um, however, it became very expensive. And there was a point there, you know, there was points in time where you would have an asset and you'd say like, well, I just want to, you know, I want to send David three Ethereum because, you know, he you know bought me something. Well, that's right. a lot of money. I don't know what you bought me for three Ethereum. <laughs> uh, but, you know, presumably I, I'm sending you three Ethereum for something. And I would have to say to myself like, Oh no! I can't actually send this now. It's going to cost me eighty dollars to send <laughs> to yeah. send him this, and that's insane. And yeah. that was because the network was being used and clogged, uh, and um, and and so it became very expensive. Transactions became very expensive, and um, there was a lot of knockdown effects of that. So the the, the ETH two transition is is going to help alleviate a lot of those issues. Agreed. And so let's jump into QT. That was the other big announcement you guys made this uh, the last few weeks. And so designed for the demands of businesses and enterprises that require high throughput, high availability, and dedicated infrastructure, our QT infrastructure product provides enterprise-grade security, near-infinite redundancy, and authenticated API access to blockchain data on multiple product protocols. Talk to us about... You know, if you could again abstract away some of the complexities here, what does this mean for everyone who is taking a look at this as a as a new kind of playground, if you will? What does this mean? Yeah, so um, there's there's two things I'll, I'll say about this, or, or two things that I sort of describe um, QT and, and how we think about it. The first thing is that QT is is a product that's designed for uh, builders. It's designed for developers. It's designed for people that. Uh, want secure and reliable access to blockchains, um, querying and transacting on blockchains. So reading from a blockchain and then also posting transactions to a blockchain, which are the core functions of a blockchain itself. So uh, whether you're posting a message or sending an asset or receiving an asset, or you know you have an app that's like looking at a blockchain, whether that's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cosmos, ETH2, it doesn't matter. No matter what product you're building, um, that could be a data product, it could be a custody product, it could be an exchange, you need to be able to read and write from blockchain. Um, so this product is for developers. It leverages all of the security, availability, and, um, and technology that we've built for our highly, highly secure uh, staking platform and, and uses it for querying and transacting on the blockchain. Um, so that's the first thing, it's a product for developers. Um, the second thing is uh, this is the, uh, you know, while our, our, our offering around staking or participating in blockchains is incredibly unique to the blockchain space. Um, you know, really there's not a lot of other corollaries to other uh, ecosystems. Um, this product has a lot uh, almost like broader understanding um, in the in the Web two world, if you wanted to you know build a website, you would need you know servers to be able to build that website. Uh, this is the the you know the the blockchain or crypto equivalent of that. Um, if you're building a product, you need you know blockchain servers, servers essentially that interact with the blockchain, uh, and this allows anybody to have those with one click. So very similar to you know in 2007 when you wanted to launch a server and you would go in, onto AWS and click deploy an EC two instance. Um, we're doing that and we're doing that across uh, uh, 26, 25 or 26 uh, different blockchain protocols. Um, so if you're a, a company, uh, a startup, 
you know, a large scale bank and neo bank and exchange, um, you need to be able to do this. The ones that exist today, so these companies that exist today, are already doing this and spending a lot of time, effort, resources. Uh, managing it. It's a tremendous amount of work. And, you know, if you talk to them, you'll, they'll tell you about the teams that they have <laughs> and that are doing this work. Uh, and we've made it essentially effortless. And, 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 uh, and so that's, that's been uh, really exciting. It's, it's our second product. Um, we launched the Bison Trails platform with the ability to participate in the participate product. And now uh, we launched QT, which is query and transaction. Um, and we're incredibly excited about it. And over the last seven months, uh, since January, so a little bit more than that, actually, about the last 10 months, we've been working with some large-scale uh, early customers and helping iterate, design, and build this. So we launched it about a month ago, officially, but you know, the previous months, we've been working really closely with some large-scale folks to help design and build this, uh, this product. And we launched it at scale. So we didn't launch it and saying like, hey, we think we can do this. We actually launched it with these large-scale com- uh, large companies that are, are building in the crypto space that are um, processing billions and billions of uh, queries and transactions a month. Um, and so this is a really unique thing for us to be able to do. Um, we worked with some of the best uh, companies in you know both crypto native and uh, and new entrants in the crypto space to to build out this offering. Uh, and now we're excited to be able to offer you know the 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 a platform that can support you know some of the world's largest financial institutions um, to everyone in the world, right. You know, you know, I was thinking about this, that if you ask anybody out there what the hell Oracle does, they're not going to know. If you ask anybody who, what Cisco does, they're not going to know. We just, they just, we just know that when we put on our phone or when we turn on our laptop, we go to a website, we go to a, a, a platform, an application, things just work but no one knows what happens underneath that and how things work. And so what I want people to really understand, and this is important, a company like Bison Trails, and there's really no other company like Bison Trails, but a company like Bison Trails is like an Oracle, is like a Cisco. They just make, I can't say what I really want to say because we try to make sure that we know it's bad words on here. It makes stuff work. And it will make things work bigger and more user-friendly and more dynamic going into the next few years. And so if you're listening, one, if you're an investor, if you're a family office, obviously you're listening to my show anyway. If you're listening, this is a very important piece of the overall pie. So let it sink in. I know we're using some, obviously, some words in some ways to describe things that might seem a little abstract and complex. It's not that bad. Trust me, it's not. And we'll put, you know, kind of links to a lot of things in the show notes. But at the end of the day, what Bison Trails and what Joe has built just makes this whole thing work. Well, thanks. Um, I'm, you know, I'm incredibly flattered by by those kind words. But, you know, that is, um, you know, the idea behind the Bison Trails platform is to, to, uh, break up and you you know you you actually to, to break up I should say break up key pieces of uh, what makes it possible to build a company in the crypto space uh, and offload that uh, from from some of the you know entrepreneurs and builders in the space yep. and you you had asked um, you know early early earlier in the show you said you know what has happened uh, you know what has what has happened this year and I think like one of the things that's really interesting is we've seen a lot of crypto entrants into you know more serious crypto entrants into the space you know for, you know Visa 
had, had has had some mm-hmm. announcements. PayPal has had some announcements. Yep. Um, we're going to continue to see more and more entrepreneurs, builders, existing financial services companies, and, and you know, other companies um, jumping into the blockchain and crypto space. And all of them are going to build products and services. And um, this infrastructure piece is a key piece that didn't exist before. So, if you you know if you spend some time with some of the crypto native, you know what I would consider old or older school crypto native companies, maybe like a, a Coinbase or, um, you know, a, a company that's been around for a while, that's, that's reached some scale. Uh-huh. Um, they've built all of this technology in house, which is really, really hard to do, but is also a sign of a nascent market. Yeah. Um, you see this often in nascent markets. And as the market matures, you start to see infrastructure and core components being offloaded to other specialists in the space. Uh-huh. And that's um, been our role. Yep. Joe, as always, thank you for coming on. We will uh, obviously, hopefully, catch up with you again in another six or seven months. You know, maybe our beards will be the likes of ZZ Top, and we can actually uh, get some guitars. And no, I'm kidding. Hopefully, that never happens. <laughs> and uh, you know, thank you again for coming on. Congratulations on all the success this year, and uh, we'll be back in touch with you soon. David, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited as always, and um, thanks, thanks again uh, for the chat. It was great to chat. Thanks for listening in to Baselayer. If you like the show and all the different guests that we've brought on, please give a like and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you do listen to the podcast. Also, if you want to have a conversation or reach out to me, you can reach me out on Twitter at David J. Nage. And let's talk there. Or also you can find me on LinkedIn. And I look forward to having great conversations with you all about digital assets. This podcast is presented by Blockworks Group, one of the best digital asset event and media production companies that I know of. For exclusive content and events that provide insight into digital assets, visit them at blockworksgroup.io. You won't be disappointed.